0: So I started um, going to a lot of meetings, and I. And it's taken me a long time to get here. Uh, I, I, my experience in recovery has not been fast; it's real slow. I kind of envy people who get well fast. I didn't know anything about much. I sure didn't know anything about being alive. I talked to a wise old man in Berkeley, and I, he was another therapist. I've had several. And this is sober now, so it's a whole new experience. And we talked about all the usual things. And at the end of one of our talks, I said, Leonard, do you think I'm normal? And he looked at me with wise Jewish eyes and said, normal is (laughs) 98.6. And I said, what am I trying to say? And he said, you're trying to say, are you healthy? I said, okay, what does healthy look like? I mean, what are the role models for healthy? And he said, well, you can spot healthy people because of the way they behave. What an extraordinary concept. I said, How do healthy people behave? And he said you can spot healthy people because they're able to do three kinds of things. Number one, healthy people can work. They can show up on time. They can complete their project. They can leave on time. Um, uh, Number two, healthy people can love. And number three, healthy people can play. He said, if you know someone who can work, love, and play, you know a pretty healthy person. I said, go on. I was hoping he'd use words that I could identify with. And, and I, um, as a teacher, I always prided myself on my ability to function in the classroom, and it's only been in the last few years uh, that I've been able to admit how seriously damaged my teaching was as a direct result of my drinking. In California, there's this ridiculous law that says when the kids are in the classroom, you should be there too. (laughs) Really restricts your freedom tremendously. And the fact is, there were times I showed up late. There were times I didn't show up. There were a lot of times that I showed up horribly unprepared because I'd been drunk the night before and I figured I would prepare class later. Now I can think on my feet and I got away with murder, but you start wearing out and I was starting to wear out. My classroom performance was awful. I was sober a year and I went back to the classroom. This was my second year year sober, my first year teaching. It was the hardest year of my sobriety. It was as if I had never been in the classroom before. I had to learn everything from taking roll to opening windows brand new, and it was awful. That entire year I spent in crisis, um, everything was a big deal, and everything was overwhelming, and every time I stopped, I was just paralyzed with fear. It was a hard thing to walk, through, and I'm real grateful that I had a lot of meetings to go to, because that's what I did every evening rather than drink. I never drank in the morning. I didn't know you could. I did not drink in the afternoon. My drinking time was nighttime, and it's how I relaxed, and it's how I was sociable. It's how I had friends, did a lot of bar drinking, um, but it sure interfered with my profession. As far as loving goes, on the West Coast, you have to say this, uh, there is more too loving than getting laid. Um, You all know that. Uh, Some of us have been sexual with people we would not have coffee with, you know. And loving is an awful lot bigger. Loving is the way we behave towards all kinds of people. I just don't have a relationship capital, or I have relationships with everybody I meet. And loving, acting in a loving way, is acting with some decency and some fairness and telling the truth, and I mean respecting boundaries and holding up my end of the bargain, all kinds of stuff, where I can think of someone else even when I'm having a bad day. This is very advanced and I don't recommend it for the first five years of your recovery. It's very advanced. Oh, cats. And as far as play goes, um, I grew up pretty serious. I was the clown, but everyone around me was very serious. And I, uh, my my parents got married in 1934 on a Friday in Las Vegas. They both had jobs and that meant they showed up for work on Monday. Um, we did not take time off to do frivolous, foolish things. And what I picked up was that good people worked, and better people worked harder. And whenever I felt guilty or stupid or shamed or bad, I just had to get busy, and I knew that it would go away. And so I didn't know anything about playing or being recreational or having whimsy or a good time when I got here. If I did any, I would pride myself, notice the use of the word. People would say, Tom, what do you do on your days off? And I would say, I don't take them. How, what do you do for vacations? I, I, I drank on vacations. Uh, I stayed drunk whenever I wasn't in the classroom. I had no life. My most difficult step, is not step one. Step one I kind of asks a question. The question is, are you still having fun? And if the answer is, oh yes, well then come back when you're not. You know, um, this is not a program for people who need it. It is a program for people who want it, and um, it that really saves a lot of energy in terms of sponsoring people and a lot of other things. Um, but I, it, I haven't had fun in years. Um, step one says something like General Custer. More are coming. You know. <laughs> if I can admit that. Um, I need a program, and I need companions to help walk me through the rest of my life. Step one is not my problem. My problem is step two. I looked at step two the first time I was playing with literature in the program, and I looked at it and said, oh, I agree with that, and closed the book. It's not asking me to agree with it. It's asking me to do it, and I had no idea how to do this. I thought it was some kind of intellectual exercise. Uh, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. I I knew all about a power greater than myself, and what I knew was pretty good stuff in about four languages. And I knew pretty good stuff. But it was all in my head, it was not in my heart. Um, And I didn't trust anybody or anything when I got here. Um, And I used to think that before I could get restored to sanity, whatever that looked like, I first had to come to believe because that's the way the step reads. Come to believe, get restored to sanity. What I want to mention on that is that for me it worked the other way. I started healing after a while. I started being able to work again. I started being able to trust some people and love a little. I even started being able to play a little bit, and that's when it occurred to me that there was a power greater than myself operating in my life because I saw the results. I started healing. The Latin word for healthy is sanus. Um, When we're talking about sanity, we're talking about being physically or emotionally or spiritually healthy. And and on the program, I find I can do something like work, love, and play. Uh, I I go up to my sponsor on occasion, and I say things like, uh, well, what is God's will in this particular case? Should I get the red one or the green one? What is God's will? And he says, God doesn't care about that. Tom, it is God's will for you to have a life now you have to do the footwork of putting a life together but it is God's will for you to have a life and as far as should I get the red one or should I get the green one try one or the other and if it's wrong promptly admit it it can only be a terrible mistake